Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast, downloaded over half a million times in over 145 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 218, and in today's episode, we talk about socks for hiking. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice, so that each episode is available as soon as it's published, and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. Now for most people, socks are one of those sort of things where the comment tends to be, aren't socks just socks? Is there, isn't there, you know, is there nothing special about them or do we really need to bother? I think to a great extent, putting a degree of thought into your sock choice will ensure a more comfortable and less problematic hike. Uh, but with literally hundreds of brands and models on the market, how do you choose the right one for you? In this podcast episode, we look at considerations for choosing the right sock and the impacts that they can have on your choice uh, to help you make a choice that's going to suit your individual needs. We hope you enjoy. In no real particular order, the first consideration is fit. Now, with any piece of clothing, your socks need to fit comfortably, and using the wrong size socks is going to be uncomfortable at best, and buying them just because they're cheap is a bit of false economy. And the thing you need to be aware of is sock sizings do tend to vary. And a lot. And okay. sometimes within brands <laughs> and sometimes with between styles as well. So most of you may well be aware that I have a size 15 US foot. I think for most people you'd probably consider that XL or extra large. But in most cases, my sock sizing is a large. Um, I just find that the extra larges tend to be very long and very large indeed and often tend to be just a bit too big even for my extremely large foot. Yeah, and I've got a slightly different issue in that often uh, the very kind of larger sizes of what are women's don't quite suit me, but the size smaller is way too small. So, you know, uh, socks are like a the Goldilocks thing. They, 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 they've got to be just right. Now, we just talked about sock sizings being women's sizes and men's sizes, and quite often you'll see socks sold as unisex. Um, uh, and you can be forgiven for thinking that, okay, female socks are the pink ones, uh, which is often the case, uh, but there is a difference. Uh, women generally will have thicker ankles for the size of their feet. So a, a size 8 men's sock will be the equivalent of roughly a size 10 women's sock. So there's about two sizes different. Uh, but you may find just saying, well, I'll use a men's sock. It may or may not fit you depending on the ankles. So it's something to consider. And I wouldn't necessarily rule out wearing a woman's sock if you're a man or a man's sock if you're a woman. Uh, but uh, start off choosing the sex that they're designed for or a unisex sock 
which tends to be generic enough to fit in most people. Now, if a sock is too large, what will tend to happen is they will often bunch up. And if you can think about getting a small stick or a small pebble in your shoe, uh, a sock bunching up really is the same thing. It tends to be annoying. Uh, it can tend to create blisters because you've got an irritation on your foot and it can tend to make you lose focus, which um, sometimes may not be the best thing, particularly if you, you need to focus on the trail you're on. If a sock's too tight, unless you're going ridiculously small, so for me, I'm, there's no way I can fit into a small sock. It's just not going to happen. But by going too small a size, I run the risk of stretching the socks uh, and they won't potentially last as long as they're meant to. Or they might even be just a bit too small and bunch the toes up, which potentially can cause blistering. So try and work out what sizing you are for a sock. Uh, and once you've worked that out for the brand that you've got, uh, stay with it. But as Jill mentioned, it's not always the case that they, uh, they're exactly the same size. From here, we move on to sock height. Uh, and there are a number of different sock heights. And by height, we're talking about how far up your leg a sock comes. Probably some of the more main sock heights, um, and we'll talk about others in a moment, uh, things like the no-show, and these are the ones that tend not to stay, come over the, the top of your shoe, so they're almost invisible. Not a very common sock, because typically from a hiking perspective, we do want the sock to come up over the top of the shoe, just so the, the footwear isn't rubbing on your ankles as we're walking. Yeah, and also if you've got a little bit of height uh, in your sock, uh, it'll protect your your foot and your ankle a little bit more. And uh, one of the big things about no-show socks, if your uh, footwear is higher, is that it's what I call uh, the shoe eating the sock. So you end up with your sock being sucked into your shoe and you're forever pulling pulling the heel back to the heel. Uh, so, so, you know, that can be annoying, but it can also cause you problems too. From there, we move up to a low sock, uh, and this typically will come just above the height of trail runners or running style shoes. Again, not a common hiking sock, and typically tend to be used for running. Then we move on to more into the hiking category, and here we have one quarter height socks. And these socks typically sit above the ankle, and these socks are used more often for warmer weather and will provide enough protection for your ankle from the shoe, the footwear, uh, as well as providing a bit of protection for if you're going through rough scrub and your, your pants aren't quite covering your, your ankles. Next from here, we move up to the half-size socks, and these will typically come up halfway up the calf, so they're a, a few centimetres higher up than the quarter socks. And these socks typically will be warmer socks, not always, but they'll tend to be a thicker, warmer sock, tend to be used for the colder weather. Next one, which probably makes a bit more sense, is the three-quarter socks. And these will sit about three-quarters of your way up the calf. And these definitely are getting into the winter socks in most cases. And we'll talk about an exception later on. And then we get into the full-height socks, which sit just below the knee. Used to be fairly common many years ago. Not so common these days. Yeah, and again, if you're getting a sock that's coming that high, it's doing so for a reason. And in most cases, not all, it's there to create warmth along your legs. And uh, for me, if you're wearing uh, shorts or shorter pants, I think half 
three-quarter and full-length socks should be banned. Uh, they should never been, be seen on bare legs. Uh, you need to be wearing those with a pair of long pants. And not sandals. And not sandals, yeah. <laughs> okay, now other terms you'll come across that describe sock heights are the mini crew, which is probably can best be compared to uh, the low-cut socks. And the no-shows, yeah. Yep. Uh, the crew socks, which are equivalent of typically the quarter-length socks, and then the knee height, which is also equivalent to the full-length socks. So depending on which manufacturer you are dealing with or where you're buying your socks from, you'll come across those two uh, ranges of heights. Uh, and again, it's a matter of what is it you want your sock to do? How high up the leg do you want it to come? From there, we move on to cushioning. Now, cushioning is the amount of cushion or sponginess that you'll have underneath your feet, uh, so the sole of your feet. And this tends to be divorced from the height of the sock and the weight of the sock, which we'll talk about in a moment. So no cushion socks, and probably the best things here are sock liners. These are really thin socks, and we'll talk more specifically about sock liners in a moment. But they typically will offer no cushioning whatsoever. They really are just something that's covering the leg and providing minimal warmth, but also no cushioning at all. Typically not a sock you tend to use for hiking, because if you've got a weighted pack, you want that extra bit of cushioning uh, to provide a bit of comfort on the feet. Light cushioning. Again, these tend not to be hiking style socks, uh, more so uh, running socks. Uh, and I must admit, I have been testing out a pair of lightly cushioned socks just recently, and I just find that I've got too much feel underneath the foot. Uh, I tend to feel every bit of the inside of the shoe, and I find that it just doesn't give me enough protection underneath the sole of the foot. Yeah, I don't mind uh, a lighter cushioning sock when I'm doing short runs, sh short uh, hikes, but I'll go for something more if it's uh, multi-day. Then we come on to medium cushioning, and I think in all honesty, this is where we start really getting into the hiking style sock. For me, this is my cushioning of choice. I find it gives me enough cushioning without being too light or too heavy, uh, because typically what will happen is the heavier the cushioning, the warmer the socks will tend to be. And again, this is a generic comment, uh, but it's usually the case. Then we move on to heavily cushioned socks, and these tend to be aimed at providing lots of cushioning. So if you're wearing a, a thick boot and very cold conditions, this is often where they tend to be come into play. I find that heavily cushioned socks, uh, I just find, tend, to, I tend to move around in them too much. It's almost like I'm sliding inside the sock, and it's nothing to do with the size. I just find there's just too much. Uh, while it's giving me lots of comfort underneath the foot, I find it I lose traction and grip. Uh, so even with my heavy winter weight socks, the only time I tend to wear those when I'm in heavy snow conditions, uh, and even in even even in light snow, I tend not to wear a heavily cushioned sock. Who knew that you were so fussy? <laughs> This is a lot of information about your socks, Tim. <laughs> it is. And as mentioned, so the heavier the cushion, typically the heavier the, the increase in warmth as well. Then we move into sock weight. Now, we're not specifically talking about how many grams does a pair of sock weights or weight, although it is connected. 
And in this instance here, we're talking about how thick the material is on the sock. So I mentioned that I like a mid-cushioning underneath the sole of the foot, but I like a very light covering over the top of the foot. I find if I go mid-cushioning over the top, it just tends to create too much heat and I tend to my feet tend to sweat and sweating and friction is where you tend to get blisters. Yeah, and um, you'll be surprised the number of socks that do have a, a lighter weight on the top of the, uh, the sock um, and a slightly heavier weight on, underneath the sock. So, you know, watch out for those. Um, it's not all the same and, uh, you know, you can get that good differential if that's what you're after. So, yes, sock weight, the thicker the material, the heavier a sock is going to weigh. The longer the sock, the more it's going to weigh. But sock, you know, physical weight of socks really isn't that heavy. But, again, it's more about how much warmth do you want a sock to generate. Uh, and as I said, blistering is caused by friction and uh, heat, which tends to generate moisture. Uh, and that's when you tend to have blistering issues. So if you are getting a lot of blistering occurring, it could be, uh, lack of toughness in your feet. It could be uh, uh, because your feet are too hot um, or it could be poor shoes. It could be any number of things. But certainly the thing that's probably the easiest to deal with is have you got the correct warmth of socks? Uh, and your feet shouldn't be cold, but they shouldn't be so hot that they're sweating. That's an issue that you've got too, too heavy a sock on. From here, we move on to material. Now, material there... I'm, we're grouping the material in two main categories here, synthetic and non-synthetic. Non-synthetic socks or natural socks, we're talking about wool in most cases. And for the majority of the socks, we're talking about merino wool. Yeah, you can get um, cotton socks, but um, then you won't, uh, you won't be getting the cushioning uh, to some extent that you might need or maybe even the warmth if you've got cotton socks. So yeah, cotton socks, there's a saying in hiking that cotton kills. So if, when cotton socks get sopping wet, they lose all warmth. So they're not going to help you. Whereas wool socks, the advantage of a natural fibre is even if they get sopping wet, to a great degree, they still maintain the warmth. We're starting to see some alpaca uh, wool socks coming out of the States in particular. Uh, not so common in Australia, but they are certainly coming through. And the advantage with alpaca is it tends to be a much finer material Good quality merino socks are very fine wool anyway. Uh, and then the, today's modern wool socks are not like they tended to be 20 or 30 years ago. These scratchy sort of <laughs> socks that were were just drooge to drive people insane, but that's what the choice was. And the real issue was we were using a, a really poor quality merino wool that just wasn't suitable to wear. And probably not so refined manufacturing processes as well. You know, there's probably an element of that in there too. Then we move on to synthetic materials, so nylons, polypropylenes, um, and uh, other materials as well, uh, lycra. Uh, the advantage with these materials is they dry really quickly when they get wet. Uh, but from my perspective, I've just found I used to use uh, a synthetic sock for a number of years and I find when I'd cross creek beds and the socks would get sopping wet they'd just go loose and I'd find that I had to stop and wring the socks out uh, and I typically would swap over to a different pair of socks and let the the wet ones dry fairly quickly because they just gone they'd gone so loose and floppy uh, they weren't staying put on my foot 
So uh, again, I think we then come into a third category and here we're talking about a hybrid. So it's rare that you come across 100% merino wool socks. Typically, the socks I tend to use are around about 75 to 80% merino wool. And then they'll have lycra or nylon in, uh, included in there as well. And that allows for a bit of tension uh, in certain areas of the foot. It provides a bit faster drying, but keeps all the advantages of the merino wool, which also includes less odour if your feet get really smelly. So almost all, not all, but almost all socks on the market these days tend to be hybrid, but by far the most common material tends to be merino wool with a small amount of synthetic fibres as well. We do also get a couple of other materials as well. It's um, uh, not uncommon to come across socks that have bamboo uh, material included into them or socks that are made from wood pulp. Uh, and have been sewn or, 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 or spun into materials. So it's, it's more likely nylon and lycra names you'll recommend, uh, but you'll come across things called Coolmax or Thinsulate uh, that tend to be hybrid-type materials. Yeah, I mean, the thing to watch out uh, with bamboo in particular, I find, is that it does tend to hold the moisture. Um, so while there are other benefits, it you know, they can take a bit of time to dry out. Certainly from my perspective, and I think if you read on the internet and read any number of blogs and articles on socks, uh, merino wool is the recommended material as the base material. Uh, And I think, as I said, I own, I've just gone through and done a big clean out of my socks. I'm probably now down to about 20 pairs of socks. I was going to say 57, but... <laughs> uh, and the vast majority of those are merino-based uh, to some great... And usually it's the, the main material, although I do own a few pairs of synthetic socks. They're more for specific reasons. Then we move on to patterns and colours. And for most people who think, oh, it doesn't really matter the colour of a sock or the, what the pattern is. And the short answer is, no, it doesn't. However, if you think about some really fancy-looking socks that you wear with your street clothes or business socks that have lots of little patterns on them, typically when you turn them inside out, they have lots of loose fibres to get those patterns in there. Uh, And this is a thing that can be irritating, and it's a thing that, that can come unthreaded and reduce the life of the sock. So in most cases, patterns on hiking socks aren't overly complex, uh, not when you compare to what you what is available for street clothes. Uh, and even you know the vast majority of the big sock manufacturers that are around for a hiking perspective, the patterns are relatively simple. So have a look at that. You're trying to avoid socks when you turn them inside out, you've got loose fibers everywhere. Again, that can be irritating. It can reduce the life of the sock and it can just... Uh, uh, to cause them not to function as well. Yeah, having said that, you can get socks where there's, you know, you've got good patterning and good colours, but not so many uh, threads and, and fibres hanging out on the inside of your socks. So, you know, uh, it's always good to check what the inside looks like. Just almost without fail, with the exception of one pair that I bought just recently, every sock I own, you turn them inside out, 
there's no loose fibers hanging around. Yeah. They don't, they don't, you know, apart from the fact it's like, well, the pattern's not as good uh, because they're inside out. You're buying the wrong socks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, you, you know, you don't really tell the difference otherwise. Now we'll on, work on to a category we've uh, called odds and sods, and these are the things that don't quite fit into the standard categories. Uh, and we're talking here about things like compression socks. And if you ever have, go on to long aeroplane flights or if you're an ultra runner, this is where the compression socks come in. They're designed to maintain blood throw, flow through the legs, particularly on particularly long walks. I don't know a lot of hikers that use compression socks, but they are certainly available. Uh, and they may be something that's worth considering, particularly if you do have circulation problems. Sock liners, which we've briefly mentioned before, these went through a phase a number of years ago where they were very common. These days, not so much, but they are certainly available. And these tend to be uh, can be used as a standalone sock, although in most cases they are so light in the cushioning and the warmth, it really tends to be for summertime uh, when you don't want any cushioning at all. But they're not so common these days. Lefties and righties, um, there are some brands that produce socks that have an L and an R on them, left and right. Uh, now, the aim of these are that you get a very good fit. Rather than having a bit of a squared off toe on most socks, um, which means that they're um, stretched on one corner and a bit loose on the other corner, um, the lefts and the right give you about as good a fit as you're ever going to get. And you can feel that as soon as I've got a pair on at the moment and as soon as you, you pull them on, they just wrap around your feet. So you, you can actually feel that and they are quite comfortable. For me, I find they tend to drive me insane. Uh, now, <laughs> we'll talk about left and right socks. There are a couple of different types. Initially, we're talking about just the standard socks uh, with the left and right on them. I find that when you get up in the morning, Almost without fail, I put the wrong foot on the wrong foot. I end up with my left sock on my right foot and vice versa and think, what's going on? Um, okay, I've put the wrong socks on, take them back off again. Now, the easy thing to do is to put them in the shoe uh, so you know that you've got your left shoe and your right shoe and the left sock on the right sock. Works really well unless your, suit, your shoes are sopping wet and you're drying them out. And that's when you don't want to have your, your dry socks sitting in your shoes. So for me, I'm not a fan of left and right socks. Uh, <laughs> and, and again, there, there aren't a lot of range in left and right varieties in the market. Given the hundreds of different models and, and manufacturers, they're, they're a fairly small percentage of the market. Now we move on to toe socks, which are also a left and right sock. But with toe socks, you have an individual covering over each toe. And providing you don't have them inside out, you know which is the left and the right uh, uh, sock because you have a large toe and a small toe. So you can generally, even if it's pitch black and you're putting these things on, providing, as I said, providing they're not inside out, you know which foot they've got to go on. Now, the advantage of toe socks is that they provide a gap between each toe so you're not getting friction. And they, uh, because you've got material surrounding the toe, they absorb any moisture, so you're not getting excess moisture rubbing on your toes. So the main benefit of toe socks is they are designed to minimise uh, blistering, but the disadvantage is because you've got that extra gap or extra spacing between each toe, they tend to widen your foot. I've got a reasonably wide 
forefoot. And I find when I wear toe socks with my ultra shoes, which are a fairly wide uh, foot, that they all of a sudden, all that extra space is taken up. So it's, it's the, I think there really are two types of people in this world, those that love toe socks and those that don't. And I have used them, but they're, not, they're never for me going to be my sock of choice. So I'm the person who loves the toe socks. <laughs> uh, I'm, I hike with toe socks, that's pretty much, and I run with toe socks. And uh, any chance I get, uh, if I'm out and about, I will wear toe socks. I don't think it's such an issue in terms of your shoes, uh, particularly if you, you know, I do have a wide foot and I do uh, wear uh, shoes with a, a, a wide uh, toe box. I find that works fine for me and I don't necessarily feel at all cramped in them. Uh, but that extra layer around each toe and, you know, what what I find is when I put a normal pair of socks on for some reason I don't know why but my toes automatically decide it's time to bunch up um I I don't know doesn't matter how big the sock is my toes are bunched up if I put a pair of toe socks on different story it's kind of this cue that says spread out boys here we go and I love the toe socks so I am that other person in the world Tim so people who love toe socks really do love them and people who don't really don't like them. So where I do use toe socks, I do wear Vibram five-finger shoes uh, and these are where the shoes actually have the individual coverings for each of your toes. See, that's uh, just weird. So I would not go that far. Uh, and I do pair of, have a pair of hiking five-finger shoes uh, and that's where I love the toe socks, and that's where they work really well for me, uh, because you can't wear a, pair a normal of, pair of socks, or normal with, pair of ab- socks. with abnormal shoes. Yeah. No. <laughs> so again, it's I do love those shoes, and the advantage of that type of shoe is you get the ultimate contact with the earth. You are walking, and you're getting toe mo- earth movement. Not so great with on heavily rocked areas, uh, but on on natural trail when there's not a lot of rocks, they are a very comfortable shoe to wear with. But again, Jill's not a fan of those sort of shoes. So yeah, well, there's just not enough cushioning in those sorts of shoes for me. So um, yeah, I'll stick with the toe socks and uh, a shoe with a bit of cushioning and a wide toe box. Thanks. Now we get onto the double layered socks, and these are a not so common sock and. These are the reason that you don't tend to see sock liners so much these days. My issue with sock liners tends to be, A, I don't need the additional warmth. I don't have a problem with uh, uh, my feet sweating unless I've chosen the wrong sock. Uh, But I do find when I use sock liners in the past, they tend to bunch up and I tend to be forever having to take my shoes off, straighten the sock liners out, straighten the sock out. Uh, I just found it annoying. With the double layer socks, they've actually built in two layers physically into the sock. So you have that absorption layer in the middle and a heavier insulation layer on the outside. It's not so obvious by looking at the construction, that's what they are. But these tend to be very much heavy snow socks. I do own a couple of pairs of these. It's rare that I do use them, but I'm using them when I'm wearing my mountaineering boots. So we're in heavy snow uh, doing mountaineering activities, which is not so common. Uh, but 
uh, you know, and the boots are a mountaineering boot, which tend to be very rigid, and having that extra cushioning and protection really tends to be necessary. So not so common, but if you're the sort of person that has extremely cold feet, a double layer sock is not a bad way to go because they're going to give you all the advantages of having a liner and a sock without any of the disadvantages. Yeah, in, in really cold weather, um, I, I think that that's a, a good option and uh, something that uh, I, I do use because uh, I get, get very cold feet. Now, just to wrap the world of socks up. Um, <laughs> Who knew there was so much yeah, to say? I know most of it. It surprised me when I went through and put this the written version of this uh, this podcast together. How long it actually took me to write this article? Uh, it's one of the longest time frames it's taken me to put an article together, which did surprise me. As I said, socks tend to be very low on the priority list for hikers. People are so focused on sleeping bags and packs and tents. Uh, and tracking poles and all the big stuff, the big obvious stuff, that it's often the case that you tend to grab the pair of socks that you've got out of your cupboard that tend to be slightly thicker and use them. Um, I have done a... I've probably reviewed over 30 pairs of socks in the last six years. Uh, There are really three pairs that I use for specific reasons, and I tend to just go with the new version or the new colour range, and I've stayed with those. I've yet to come across socks that will displace my favourites purely because I like a particular sock. And for me, my sock of choice is one that's mainly merino wool-based, preferably Australian-made, medium cushioning underfoot, lightweight material on the top, and a quarter length. So I know when I'm looking for a sock... That's my criteria. Now, that's me, uh, and again, every everyone's going to be different, and I know from talking to many hikers, I wear a lighter weight sock than most people typically like. Most people prefer a warmer sock. But if you're hiking in summertime, you don't necessarily want that extra heat. So um, as I said, for me, I know what sock suits temperature range and environment and what sock goes with each pair of outdoor footwear that I own. So uh, I've got that nailed down, but it's taken me 30 pairs of socks to do it. Yeah, well, um, I don't think I must be a little bit more decisive than you because it hasn't taken me that much uh, effort. So, you know, I think I said before that if I'm doing shorter hikes, a a thinner, shorter sock is fine. Um, For um, multi-day, multi-week hikes, I'll go for a slightly longer sock with a little bit more cushioning underfoot and always a toe sock. Now, one consideration that I really haven't talked about, and this, for me, it's not a major consideration, but it is something worthwhile thinking about, and that's durability. Now, socks typically are probably some of the cheapest piece of clothing that you will buy. I think, uh, in all honesty, you know, it's, it's probably on par with the price of a buff. Uh, sometimes they're dearer, sometimes they're cheaper, but they're around about that sort of price range. Expect to pay that $30 to $40 mark for a good quality pair of hiking socks. And while I will typically walk three to 4,000 kilometres a year in hiking shoes, and I will wear through around about four pairs of shoes, um, if, if I'm not, and I do wear more than that because I'm testing, 
but typically I'll, I'll, I'll allow roughly around about the 800,000 mark, uh, 1,000 kilometer mark for each pair of shoes. I have found that a good pair of socks will last roughly about 2,000 kilometers. Now, again, that's me. Um, you might find that you're different or you wear through them faster or slower, um, but it depends on how much, much you're using them uh, and what your walking style is like. Yeah, it's really interesting because I, I reckon I would um, uh, be able to wear a sock for much longer than that. Um, I've, had, I've had pairs that uh, have lasted me years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there, there's probably a couple of pairs that are looking a little bit thin now and I probably should uh, discard them. But, you know, they're not really worn out. They certainly don't have holes in them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, if you invest in a good pair, they will last you a long time. And I must admit, my oldest socks are around about six years old and they have uh, lasted well and are still in good condition. I think I know which ones they are and I think they're about to be thrown out. Yeah, they're, they're getting close, but you know, six years for a pair of socks is pretty good. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed learning more about socks than you can ever imagine. <laughs> um, if you want to go through and have a look at some images of what we've been talking about, have a look at the written article on the Australian Hiker website. But otherwise, that's all for me. Bye for now. And bye from me.